Today's sponsor is Audible.com, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free audiobook of your choice at www.audibletrial.com slash sbfvgs. Welcome to Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, episode 28. You're listening to the number one video game podcast on the internet that features my best friends. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Redding. Joining me is Mike at at Imperial Walker Lopez. Oh, Yeah, I played that game. That was fun. (laughs) And David, hashtag Team Hotcakes Tate. (laughs) Yes, hashtag Team Hotcakes. Cakes. Yes, I got it. <laughs> no, no. That, that had the perfect dramatic pause there. Yes. Captain Kirk, William Shatner. Hot <laughs> cakes. Okay, and also joining us tonight, our super guest friend, Ashley, the Elena Fisher of podcasting, Ortiz. Yay! Yay. <laughs> That's what I hear. Thanks for being with us. Woo. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. It's going to be a good show. Yay. A real good show. Thanks for the introduction, Adam. New car smell ready. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to explain that one? I got a new car. Oh, yeah, there it is! Wow. Yeah, make oh, yes. model He's... year. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just become car talk real quick. Yeah, it's car just, talk. It's the car podcast now. Um, <laughs> the Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Podcast comes to you every fortnight with each of us coming to the table with one burning topic from the world of gaming. But first, what are you guys playing? I say we let our super guest friend go first. Indeed. <clears throat> Sorry, I got something caught in my throat. <laughs> it seems to be happening a lot to all of us. Um, I just have my brain caught on my mouth. Or <laughs> Hopefully that won't happen anymore. But uh, anyway, I have been playing a few things, but mostly old stuff. Um, I ah. have been playing the Uncharted Collection. I've played nice. all three games before, but it's it's a nice trip down memory lane for for this particular collection. It's it's really funny though playing it again on you know PS4 because Uncharted One that was the first PS3 game that I remember playing, and it was the whole reason I wanted that system. Like I wanted it after I yeah. played <laughs> Uncharted, um, and it it's weird too because it it hasn't aged spectacularly well um yeah that was something i was worried about with that especially that first one yeah it's just it's little things that i've i've picked out like um game design wise uh if nate's the main character is fumbling around on different ledges and if he's just somewhere where he's not supposed to be he steps off a ledge or something like that even if the drop isn't really that severe it'll automatically cut to the gray screen and then he has the ragdoll effect and then it's just game over and i was like (laughs) okay that's pretty funny and then you know like little technical things like when he goes to grab a ledge if there's nothing there for him to grab he just kind of paws at the ledge like a kitty cat or something like that that. i remember that yeah little little things like that but i just i mean it's great like nostalgic um just playing it again and i it makes me a little frustrated though that they didn't add the multiplayer because i yeah. played the heck out of uncharted 2's multiplayer and 3 it's oh, actually yeah. like how david and i met like yeah the I first mean, time we ever hung out was on uncharted 2 yeah so. yeah just it's it's fond memories with that game collection but yeah. um i know d- that gives you access to the uncharted 4 beta right correct yeah apparently it's starting early december anybody who buys the game it's not even a code that comes with the game you just 
if you own the game, once the beta pops up, you can download it. Oh, very so, cool. That's yeah. cool. It's it's pretty nice. So even if you buy a used copy or something, you don't even have to worry about missing out on the code. So it's it's pretty neat. And I'm very excited about the new multiplayer. But um, <clears throat> I also... Yeah, I've got to pick it up. i got to pick that one up for sure. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, I, it might be a little steep considering it's 60 bucks for games that you can buy on PS3 for under $20. <laughs> but... Mm. Uh, I mean, but it's 1080p and 60 frames per second, right? That, that's true, and you have new like trophies that you can get. You can platinum on the PS4, yeah. which is kind of <laughs> nice. Mike has three whole new games to platinum. If he <laughs> picks that one up. So the trophy list. Tell me about this trophy list now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the extent of the trophies. I've just been no, you, playing. You know, obviously, but... the first thing you did, you cracked it open. <laughs> you went to the trophy list. You perused to see how platinum right. the game is. And <laughs> no, platinum. No, not really. No, I've just been playing, shooting people in the face, okay. and then right, it right, just right. happens to because like, I need, I need up to know. I need you to find out for me because <laughs> I I platinumed the original Uncharted game, and I'm always meant to go oh, to okay. two and three, and I never got around to it. So I'm gonna do it this time around. Mm. Okay. Um, and my understanding is crushing difficulty is unlocked from the start, so I can just go straight into crushing. Exactly. That sounds yeah. really and fun. Yeah. There's a new difficulty. <laughs> there's a new difficulty as well that's below crushing. I forget what it's called, but there is it's, another uh, one. It's, so it's brutal. You... Yeah. yeah. Now the cool thing I was listening to uh, to PS I Love You XOXO and Colin Moriarty was saying that um, what they did was for the brutal difficulty, there's a whole set of trophies under there, but that's um, it's got its own like sub trophy list. So it, it almost it basically Sony kind of creates that to be like DLC trophies. So you can platinum oh. those games without doing the brutal difficulty if you want to. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's so, pretty cool. Yeah, I, I'd like to see what what I've heard. There's like some like speedrun trophies, and I'm hoping those are also in that DLC list because I want to platinum mm. these games, but I'm not going to speedrun them. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the option is there. If you, Mike, if you I really it. am doubting your love of trophies right now. <laughs> I love. You're telling I'm, me there I are uncharted trophies, trophies that I, you're not going to get. I hate speedruns so much. It's like, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm really starting to doubt your dedication to Sparkle Motion. I, that's what I was <laughs> implying there. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then um, I I did pick up uh, Chrono Trigger on uh, yes. the DS. Okay, yes. So. <laughs> Awesome. I've been playing that, and and oddly enough, because um, when I was a kid, I bought Chrono Cross, and yeah. I played that game to death. I loved it, mm-hmm. and everybody kept telling me, "Yeah, you got to go back and play Chrono Trigger." It's a Trigger, very but different it just, game. It, yeah, it is, but you can see the similarities, like some of the music mm-hmm. that was chosen, some of the environments, and and I'm starting to pick up on that because I did play Chrono Cross quite a bit, but um, just different experiences, but. Good God, is this game good? I, know. I mean, I, I keep telling I've people heard. Don't listen to me. <laughs> good God, it's good. It's so good. <laughs> I mean, just the the charm of, of the characters. It it's so funny, and even like the background characters. Like in the very beginning of the game, you go into this cathedral, and there are all these nuns that are worshiping, and and you're like, okay, whatever. And you start talking to some of them, and they're just like, tee hee, tee hee. Like, and yeah. then they're yeah. they, they're saying one of them actually said that the main character was delicious looking or something, and I was like. <laughs> What is going on with this game? And then Scandalous. the thing that made me laugh the most, too, is you meet one of the main cast members, and he's a knight who's apparently been changed into a frog by a curse. And then you have your introductions. You can name him pretty much anything you want, but his, his default name is Frog. So he's a knight yeah. who's a frog <laughs> who wants to be called Frog. And I was like, nope, I love this game. It's great. Yep. I, I can't. <laughs> so I've been playing that pretty religiously when I'm not trying to finish the drake collection so yeah that's pretty much it and then i downloaded the new expansion for witcher 3 but 
who knows when I'm going to get to that. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about you guys? David? Uh, my, my list should is I, again pretty guess? short. Should I even guess? <laughs> yeah. Uh, why don't you get a guess? Um, you were playing Destiny, Guns, Guns, Guns. <laughs> Destiny, Space Boots. Space Boots. <laughs> space Boots. <laughs> he came from Destiny, the semicolon, Space Boots. Semicolon, just colon, oh. Space Boots. Semicolon. <laughs> uh, semi- yeah, that would be, that would make absolutely no sense. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm playing Destiny. I'm just so hooked. And plus, I don't have a whole lot of free time. Uh, the movie I was working on finished. Thank goodness. But, oh, yeah. Um... But now I'm working on a new show that I probably shouldn't talk about. Uh, <laughs> <Secrets>. <laughs> Mysterious. Um, uh, so it's taken up all my free time again. I, I'm lucky if I get a weekend off now. Um, but like, you know, tonight I work till 10 and then get home and uh, record a podcast and go to sleep. And tomorrow, <laughs> you know, I get like, you know, it's just the same vicious cycle. So when I do have a spare like hour or whatever, I just sign on, check the bounties list, go kill a couple dudes that I need to to get some more, uh, you know, coins to buy that next piece of gear or whatever, and then I go to bed. Like it's a, it's a, you know, kind of my my way to unwind. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, cool. That like you can get a little something done. <laughs> the hustle and bustle of like New York a living life. nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> no, it only sounds like a nightmare to Mike because he hasn't. He just doesn't understand, guys. So, <laughs> and actually, I we, Ashley and I have played a little Destiny together, and mm-hmm. I think I think she thinks it's fun. I don't. I don't I know. Do I do? But I mean, we're gonna talk about online games, I guess, a little bit later. But I just have a, you know, I have a short attention span. So if if something sparkly draws my attention elsewhere, I just immediately go to that. And Destiny <laughs> is unfortunately not one of those games that I'm so enthralled with. I, I just I mean, I admire that you love it so much, David. But <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't see it because I can't connect with it the same way I can other games that I've really liked. And you have to admit, though, the vanilla Destiny it kind of sucks. Oh, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. I totally admit that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Vanilla Destiny is a legend. (laughs) Okay. Vanilla Destiny is Adam's dancer name. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. (laughs) As long as we're talking about the right things here. So, so yeah, a funny thing happened with Vanilla Destiny. Uh, I played played it. (laughs) I played it. Uh, I played it for like two months. Gave it a five out of five pizza rating on this very show. On this very show. And then immediately the day after I gave it that score, I never played it again for almost a year. So mm-hmm. I, it was the craziest thing. I, I like got I got bored and I started to see some of the things about it that weren't fun. And I just stopped playing. No, uh, I yeah, really, no. I really liked Destiny a lot. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just like Ashley's saying. I, I just there's uh, so many other games to play, and Destiny is definitely the long game. You know, it's like yeah, that you you kind of make that your game, and you just play it for months and months. And I just don't have the time. I just don't have the time. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, I I started playing that Star Wars Battlefront beta as all. Oh yeah, of us I played did. that too. I, I should have mentioned that I did. We, yeah. If you actually, if you caught the stream, Mike and I played some Star Wars Battlefront together. We did. So, yes. So yes. That was, it only, we had, it only we had took a, an actual about a year of podcasting and talking about playing <laughs> games <laughs> to actually sit down and play something together. <laughs> I, I like to refer to it as the Super Best Friends video game stream over. Oh, oh that's good. You should have been on there. Oh, that's yeah, real see, good. Very witty. This is what this is why they pay me the big podcast bucks. <laughs> <laughs> 
if you missed it, Mike and David, they kicked off the first ever Super Best Friends video game stream over. Um, and now it's archived to our fledgling SBFVGS YouTube account. That's right. There were some um, streaming issues that I think I have figured out. Uh, so the next oh, time yeah. we stream, I'll uh, there, there, every now and then it would like lock up for, you know, uh, 30 seconds or so. And it would just like... Uh, yeah <laughs> but uh, if you want to check out how frustrated mike is about not being able to play on the vita very well <laughs> <laughs> there's plenty of that but then we're gonna have more of those streams uh coming your way uh with some combination of david mike myself and maybe even a super guest friend or podcast crossover yeah yeah so like our pod pals so yeah that's gonna be good so yeah star uh, star wars battlefront beta we're gonna talk probably quite a bit about that um but yeah i played that a bunch broken age is awesome oh i'm so glad you're finally playing that yeah it's really really good you playing that too right mike i am i'm totally addicted to it yeah so i'm i'm playing that i'm probably about halfway through the game i finished like the first part of the elijah wood section um and then which i assume was episode one as it when it was released episodically uh yeah yeah but that's only half of episode one because also vela was the other yeah so that's i'm and I'm almost done with Vela's uh, episode one piece. So, yeah, I'm almost halfway. So, And I'm really loving it. It's, it's an awesome game. And I'm playing that on the Vita in, on my commute. And it's pretty sweet. What do you know? We live in the future. <laughs> <laughs> in the future. And then I've also been playing that Super Meat Boy. Oh, yeah. Which is oh, man. excellent. That game is so good. And, like, I know this is old news for Xbox 360 people because it was, like, four or five years ago or whatever. But um, that's a really fun game. And it's on my Vita. So. Yeah. For me, that game was really fun for, like, the first three worlds. And then I couldn't beat levels anymore. And I just kind of, I stopped having fun with it anymore. So (laughs) in my opinion, it got a little bit too hard, but it was really fun up until it got really hard. So I love watching the replays. That's the thing. They were kind of brilliant about that because like when you, when you are dying again and again and again, you're like, but this replay is going to look so awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Like you almost don't mind it, you know? Yeah, no, What are you playing, Mike? Uh, so I played a bunch of the uh, the Battlefront beta. Uh, yeah, obviously. How many how many hours would you say um, you put in? I probably put like like a solid like six or seven hours into it. I wow. think I did too. I yeah, did too. I, I put I, I put a good amount. Actually, probably more than that. I put a lot of time into it. I limited myself to about three hours. Like two of the hours were on stream, and then I played another hour by myself, just because I knew there were very limited maps, and I didn't want to like get sick of it before it even came out. Yeah. So. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. But, uh, but so continue. Yeah, I played a bunch of that, and then uh, I've been playing just a bunch of Broken Age. Um, that game is really good. Um, yeah. Hey, was I right with my pick uh, for music? Remember how we, we talked about favorite video game soundtracks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Music's it's really, really good. good. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. And then also been playing uh, Shovel Knight: Plague of Shadows, and that's really Ooh. fun. It's really different, uh, which I appreciate. Um, I think it's much more difficult than than uh, the original Shovel Knight, but uh, I'm having a good time with that. And, and that was saying free, something. right? Yeah, it's one hundred percent free. That was free DLC for Shovel Knight. That's pretty impressive. That is pretty yep. cool. Uh, but of course, I hate it because it's, it's an indie. Yeah, game, well, so. what can you do? <laughs> that goes without saying, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's garbage. Yeah, yeah it's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so hopping into the news. Oh, some the- news. The news. <laughs> the news. <laughs> is that, is that news? the news thing now? It's the news. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Should have little sound bites like the radio DJs. Yeah, it oh. kind of sounded like Sir Bedemir from Holy Grail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, anyway, so <laughs> PS4 got a price drop to 350 I know. Uh, sure did. It's crazy. Yeah. That is pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah they're going for the throat because that includes um, the Uncharted bundle wow. and also... What what's the other bundle that includes? Oh, the uh, the Last of Us bundle. Well, and the upcoming uh, Star Wars. Yeah, that's true. Too. The upcoming, yeah, yeah, up, upcoming. Wait, the Star upcoming Wars Star Wars like decked out, or is it decked well, out for Star it's, Wars? It's cheaper now, considering the price drop. They did drop it oh, okay. by an additional fifty bucks. So instead of paying four forty nine for it, it's just three ninety nine. Or, or oh, yeah, I or see. you can just get the regular PS four with that game, and it's three forty nine. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's awesome. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, yeah they're, so they're really trying to stick it to Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, because Microsoft has that really strong holiday lineup, and Sony. I mean, Sony's got a few, you know, aces up their sleeve, but this is a big one, mm-hmm. uh, a price drop right before holidays. I mean, that's going to help uh, push the PS4 like crazy. I'm sure. Um, let's see here. Back to the Future Delorean is coming to Rocket League. Yeah, <laughs> that is the funniest thing ever. <laughs> that is awesome. It's on Back to the Future 2 day, October 21st. Oh, so that's guys. just in in a few days here. I will oh. only care if you can open up the doors to hit the ball. I think that would be awesome. No, but I just I want to be able to fly and hit the ball in <laughs> with the hit, hit you know, the, with the wheels turned down. <laughs> yeah, just switch on we don't need roads <laughs> mode. Yeah, that'd be so, awesome. Fun fact. How are we so close to that date, by the oh, way? It's amazing. It's crazy. <laughs> insane. So fun fact I am one trophy away from Platinum Rocket League. All oh, I oh, all oh, I have awesome. to do is play it online with one of my friends. And I <laughs> I purposely David. the moment David. yeah the moment I heard that they they would do the DeLorean thing I was like nope not playing till that comes out I'm gonna platinum it with the DeLorean yeah. that's my that's hey my, Mike yeah. let's do a stream we should let's do a stream it'll be like do it. it'll I be like 15 it. seconds long of me getting us <laughs> once you get no, that I mean, it doesn't have to be okay. only 15 minutes we can play for like a, you know an hour or two yeah. my brother actually likes that game oh, too I, so I wonder fun. if we could get him in on it. I'm in. That'd be kind yes. of fun. And then um, another news item here, Allison Road, the PT-style horror game. You know the one? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I had to think about it for a second. <laughs> yeah, they've canceled their Kickstarter campaign. <gasps> what? Wait, what? Wait, and so are now, they privately and the funded? Game, the game will now be published by Team 17. Oh, that's the Worms people, right? Yeah, yeah the Worms people. <laughs> that's crazy. That's really cool. I yeah. Didn't, I didn't actually really know they were still around. <laughs> yeah, so this is a great coming out. Yeah, apparently they have some cash from all those Worms games, like the 50 of them, <laughs> and uh and now they're going to publish a crazy PT style horror game. So that's exciting. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. And you know, even though we may not get PT, which actually Guillermo del Toro talked about PT again publicly. This guy he is just not, a, he's not afraid of his opinions and he just throws them out. He he basically said that that game should not have been canceled. <laughs> That's what well, he said. He said it was the dumbest thing ever. But I, I'm glad <laughs> that even though we're not going to get that game, we're still getting a game inspired by it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, even though Konami tried to squash it, it still managed to inspire other works that are, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's really good. cool. And then, of course, um, the Witcher 3 Hearts of Stone expansion was released this past Tuesday, and it adds a new story arc, which is about 10 hours long, in addition to um, a bunch of new side quests and a new love interest for Geralt. Oh, my. He has so yeah, many lady this, loves in that will game, there be, though. <laughs> will there does. be any more unicorn lovemaking due to this love <laughs> I think that was just a Yennefer thing, isn't it? I think so. Mm. I think oh, so. So what taxidermid Spoilers. beast will it be this time? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 
that's disturbing to think about. There are children, David. They're listening uh, to this podcast. Oh, I thought you meant children, children that exist. <laughs> yes, no, I, there are children. There are weird in this looking world, children David. in Witcher. Yes, but <laughs> children always right. look weird in games. Do we agree yeah, on that? Oh, they always true. look strange, especially really. in the Skyrim. Witcher. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say especially Skyrim because there's only two models. There's a boy and a girl model. <laughs> Boy, and they'll girl. populate a whole town with just those two <laughs> models. <laughs> That's really creepy. Uh. We got some tweets here. Are you guys ready to hop into the Twitter questions? Mm-hmm. Are we gonna Are we gonna just jump right right into those Twitter questions? Like, Indeed, like a ten point dive, right? <laughs> I I, th- I say so. John from <laughs> the One so. Track Gamers Podcast. Hello, Mr. John. He writes, with the current news that video game voice actors have approved the union to go on strike, what is a great recent video game that was released in the current or last generation of consoles that had no voice acting? Oh, well, that's a cool it's question. It's probably going to be an indie game. Yeah, I can name a few <laughs> indie games off the top of my head. Wait, yeah. what about what about Limbo? That didn't have any voice acting, No, it sure right? didn't. Yeah, mm. but it also had. Also I, don't, an indie I also game. think it had no dialogue. Did it? <laughs> I don't think it mm. Yeah, no dialogue at yeah. all. Yeah, um, those guys over on uh, on One Track Gamers were talking about Journey being a really great example. Oh, yeah. oh that's a really good example. Yeah, and I, I was thinking, of course, uh, Guacamole. Yeah, I was going to say one of, the, if, one of if my you're favorites for games that actually still have like dialogue in scripts, but like no voice acting. I would say Guacamole, um, mm. Super Time Force, uh, yeah, Shovel Knight, Velocity Two X, Velocity Two X. Yeah, there's. There's quite a few. Braid. They're all indie games. <laughs> Braid. Yeah, they're mostly indie games. Yeah, because we've gotten kind of dependent on voice actors now, and we'll get we'll get to that a little bit more yeah. in my topic yep. tonight. This this probably doesn't apply, but it technically has no talking. Uh, the Super Mario 3D World, right? There's no. They don't actually talk, do they? Well, I was thinking about Zelda too, but Zelda they do have performances in that. Yeah, they have voice actors in the, the latest grunting one, right? and the gasping <laughs> they do and the weird grunting, noises. Yeah. They do I their mean, weird that's, Nintendo that's noises. Still a performance. I mean, as much as people don't yeah. want to give them credit for that, that's still people yeah. going in the studio and, and getting their money's yeah. worth in there. There's yeah, that guy true. who goes in and does Mario like what? <laughs> Woo-hoo! You know? <laughs> By the way, there was a stream with him playing Super Mario Maker. And every now and then he would just hop into his Mario voice while he was playing Super Mario. And that was just, it was really interesting. Um, it was actually more of an interview. It wasn't really a stream, but it was, it's just, he's an interesting guy. I mean, he's kind of weird, but also interesting. Um, and, yeah, it's uh, weird to see this white-haired man doing Mario's voice. <laughs> yeah, it is so weird. He's kind of older. He's been he doing it for a long does, time, right? Yeah, he's been doing it since, actually, since he started talking. Since Mario started talking, it's been him. Wow. And uh, he... Uh, I, well, I mean, other than the cartoons and stuff, uh, like he's not Captain Lou Albano, so. Um, but uh, he also does Wario, Waluigi, Luigi. Um, so yeah, he's like he's like most of the Mario iterations, I guess wow. you would say. That's pretty and, good. Uh, yeah. That's a pretty so good anyway, gig. That's a that's quite a quite a rabbit hole we've jumped down here. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> our next question comes from Ruben. He says, "Yo, I have a cue, my chingones." What does <laughs> now, that mean? Ching, chingon means like super BA. And so oh, put in, okay. used in this way, it's like my super BA bros. <laughs> nice. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so he says, what makes a game worthy of a sequel? I noticed there um, were a lot of exclamation points in that too. There were a lot. <laughs> There's like two question marks, which is like double 
the curiosity and right. three times the excitement of a normal question. Okay. So you gotta, I gotta ramp up my excitement for my answer. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I feel like it's gotta, I don't know, like if there's like hard requirements other than like when it's over, I, I want to play another one. Yeah. <laughs> it's that intangible thing of pleasing Mike. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> Just sit down. Like, as long as Mike loves it, then it deserves a sequel. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I for me I was thinking about this and I was I I was thinking like basically this this may sound weird but any good game really to me it deserves a sequel because I mean unless the story kind of prohibits a sequel or it, it ties it up so well that you don't want any more of that but like cuz most developers when asked will say something along the lines of like the sequel when they finally got to make part 2 that was everything they had originally wanted to do in the original game you know um and so I I feel like a sequel a lot of times is just like the developer's way of finally getting a chance to release the game they want to release and so even a game like The Order that's not great um but that was good and and shows promise like the universe and everything I would totally want a sequel to that yeah you know yeah that's true. definitely I I want another order I hope they make another one of that that, well, they certainly left it on a cliffhanger. Yeah, they did. There's a cliffhanger. I thought the story was interesting. The gameplay, you know, gets a little repetitive and mundane, but I thought the story was interesting, and I, I actually do like that universe. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. But then the the interesting thing that you brought up, Adam, is the, you know, the, the, the story just wraps up so nicely, because I've heard rumors that Naughty Dog is maybe considering, or maybe they've already started uh, into Last of Us 2. Mm-hmm. Um, those have been floating around for a while, and Everybody keeps asking me for my opinion or I talk about, you know, the game to some other people. But um, I just I mean, I would play the sequel. No doubt about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, but yeah. If there was never another game in that series, I would be perfectly content because in my opinion, the ending was in its own way. Perfect. In, yeah, in my yeah opinion, I totally agree with that. It's just I I cuz I if they were planning on continuing Joel and Ellie's story, I don't think that that would work. Um but a lot of people are theorizing that it's just going to be in the same universe but not with Joel and Ellie, so I, I don't know, but it's just I, it's it's tricky with things like that, so. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and also, I apologize if you hear my neighbors moving furniture. They've decided 11.43 p.m. at night is the perfect time to move all of the furniture in their living room. So. They got to get that dining table in exactly the right spot, David. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Now they're like, quick, quick, quick. He's podcasting. Let's do this. <laughs> and then the other morning, they woke me up at 7 a.m. by drilling in one second intervals for like an hour. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> It was ridi- it was ridiculous. I'm sorry. I'm sure Adam will edit out all of this noise. They're probably but- listening the next time. Yeah, like, they're- okay. Right. Yeah, I'm sure they're fans of this show and listen. I, I think so. Yeah, they're they're looking for an Easter egg directed at them right now. So hi, they were in that episode. hi, David's neighbors. Thanks for listening. Um, Stop okay. moving your furniture at 11:48 p.m. All right, James writes in. I just completed my first playthrough of Soma and decided to go back because of the minor narrative changes when you do things differently. What are your thoughts on the game? And what's your opinion on AAA horror titles being more available to console players? We simply lack groundbreaking titles in the genre. So, are you you guys are roughly familiar with the game? Yeah, somewhat. Very. I mean, roughly. I got I actually had not heard of it at all. I got to be honest. Oh, okay. I have some like some old school ties to like horror games that I like, like uh, Resident Evil One and Two and Silent Hill One and Two, but. 
mm-hmm. by and large, it's not a genre I gravitate towards. Like, I'm not looking for a really good horror game for my my console. It just, I don't know. I I find a lot of those games to be pretty boring. I don't know. It's just <laughs> well, me. I, I think it really just depends. Well, so just to kind of touch on Soma. So, uh, Soma hit PS. A PC and PS4 a few weeks ago, and it it looks really great. It's gotten good reviews and everything. It comes from uh, Frictional Games, which is a Swedish indie uh, best known for Amnesia. Um, There's two of them, Amnesia Dark Descent and A Machine for Pigs. Oh, I um, didn't realize it was them. Wow, yeah, they it's pump the, out it's, games pretty fast. Yeah, it's those guys. So I think they're a pretty small studio, too. Um, but yeah, so the Amnesia games were critically acclaimed. Um a lot of like, you know, a lot of really good reviews and a lot of fans uh, on the PC side. And so this is Soma's first game to come, or Soma, this is Frictional's first game <laughs> to come to uh, consoles. So it's it's coming to PS4, it's on PC, um, Linux, you know, uh, it's all over the place. But um, it's kind of cool because, you know, this is the first time, even though they're an indie, it's, it's not necessarily probably AAA. I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't think it would be considered AAA. It's... You know, it's a it's a pretty small team. I think I think AAA basically means like hundreds of people work on a game. I, I, that's my personal definition, anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so um, I'm hoping this game is successful enough to keep them, you know, making good horror games for console players because it's you know, like like I said, it's getting really good reviews. Um, but they they may actually the irony is they may actually make. Uh, something different next because they said uh, well they've done six horror games now they had an ori- original trilogy and then they did the two amnesia games in soma now um and they <laughs> recently said in interviews like they're open to doing different kinds of genres um, oh interesting but i feel like the reason we don't have kind of like what mike was touching on um the reason we don't have a lot of horror games is because um it's just kind of the state of the industry like people um gravitate more towards just action games and other types of genres and stuff. So the horror audience is, is definitely narrower than say, you know, some of these other genres. And it makes it to where when a big studio is thinking of making a game, um, even, even like when EA released dead space one and it was, it was a pretty good hit. Right. And then, and it had a lot of horror in it for sure. A lot. Yeah. It was a very, that was a really scary game. But then when they released two, it was way more actiony and same with three, even more so. So it's like, it's everything kind of goes that way. Even if it starts out horror, it seems. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, well, and then it, they kind of stripped it of the whole reason why it was scary in the first place like the claustrophobic dark environments exactly. and being by yourself whereas three it's like oh you got a partner you can co-op <laughs> with co-op. them and it's like it, you know it, it just it, did, it wasn't the same at all yeah it was um, almost like they were reading straight out of the the capcom uh book of like how to ruin your survival <laughs> horror franchise <laughs> they're like oh okay we just make it more actiony and then the next one we'll do co-op and like <laughs> that'll really get it oh yeah. <laughs> Now, now here's a question: Would Until Dawn be considered a horror game? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay, but then also last year we had uh, the PT demo. Yeah. And yeah. we had what was it? Out Outlast or Outcast or something? But, Outlast. Like, uh-huh. But yeah, Outlast was indie, and that was um, on PS4. Yeah. Um. Now, Until Dawn, not an indie, and yeah, so that, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. PT like, wasn't an indie, but it ended up getting canceled because Konami couldn't make it a pachinko machine. (laughs) (laughs) And until dawn is kind of cool because that game, um, it's actually selling really well. It's, uh, Mm -hmm. it was still in the top 10, I think for this last month. Um, 
so yeah, that's that's really cool for that series because it, the developers already talking about making a sequel and stuff, and so that, that's yeah. exciting. And then, um, I mean, it's kind of old by now, but Evil Within came out. Yeah, oh, yeah, a couple years ago, and that that was pretty cool because I thought, okay, this is where Capcom should be going in the right. direction of their horror games. It still has that Resident Evil vibe mm-hmm. to it, considering who was involved in making it. But at the same time, it was it was and and it was weird because I was apprehensive to buy it because I'm a big old scaredy cat when it comes to <laughs> horror games. I cannot play them by myself. I just freak out. And David will tell you because I mean, he, I played until dawn and he was playing it for the first time. I was actually jumping during most scared. of the stuff. Yeah, <laughs> well, I was, and, I was but, completely immune to it. <laughs> no, but that's the thing too is like until dawn is great. Don't get me wrong. And a lot of the horror is very well done with the music and the atmosphere. But in the very beginning of the game, they have a lot of really cheap jump scare stuff. And that <laughs> I, stuff I was laughing just, at them, it actually. It pisses me off because it's it's cheap. It's cheap to do that. It's not scary. But I mean, yeah, you instinctually like, react to it because something is at, like, at your face or there's a loud <laughs> yeah. noise. And uh, I just, I don't know. But even within it, it was kind of like Until Dawn in the later part of the game where it was atmospheric and it was really gross and it's just unsettling the play. So, yeah, I mean, and you can tell there still is an audience for horror games that's hungry because, yeah, when PT came out and everyone was so excited for Silent Hills and then everyone was so upset when it went away. So, Mm. yeah, I mean, it's there's definitely still that market out there, but I just don't think it's as broad as maybe it once was or maybe as other genres and just because the industry is so expensive to be in you know yeah, that's true point. it's it's, it's kind of have to like shoot a, for the broadest target you know yeah there's not like a proven horror hit in recent history but, I mean, uh that's like you know that's a big game you know what i american mean american horror like except american, for until dawn now american people though like we eat up horror like horror crappy horror movies they do exceedingly well it's true yeah every year or even if it's not like say halloween People still go to see it because they want to be scared. But I think as with video games, it's just become stale because it's either found footage or jump scares or well, right. just and, the same and if you thing look over at, and over again. If you look at the movies that come out that are horror movies now, they're, most of them are really low budget. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very interesting parallel between video games, uh, horrors and video games and horror and movies. Yeah. Um, oh, like, now that you mention it too, Five, five Nights at Freddy's, that was oh, another yeah, it's one. It's a super cheap indie game. That Yeah, uh, so all, that's the, all the best stuff is still coming from the indie space. <laughs> that's interesting. But then that also has cheap jump scares, so... Yeah. <laughs> but I you know what I was know. thinking about too with this question was that maybe Oculus and PlayStation VR will kind of reju- rejuvenate the genre a little bit. Oh man, I, I, I just don't know if my heart will be able to handle <laughs> that. It's going to be too terrifying. Enough. Uh, well, well, there's the other side of the spectrum too. Some people are using it for other things, mm, adults <laughs> things. <laughs> well, you know they say when when the, uh, the adult industry embraces a technology, that's when that technology takes off. It's been true mm. for decades now. So yeah, that, that's yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So our community question comes. Just on the heels of the Star Wars Battlefront beta, I put it out there. Just what are what's everyone's thoughts and feelings and uh, opinions on it? So we got quite a few responses. I'll just quickly blow through them, and then we can we can uh, actually let's hop into the Star Wars topic, and then we'll kind of share our own. So um, let's see here. Clen S says a good Star Wars battle battle movie feeling, but feels not deep enough to justify seventy dollars from my pocket. 
I wonder oh, if he snap. lives in Canada or something, if it's $70 <laughs> there. Or maybe is that a special edition that's 70? I can't I don't know. Uh well, I think in most countries it is a little bit more expensive to get a game uh, because they usually price it the same price as the American. Like so if it's $60 in America, it'll be 60 pounds in England uh, and yeah, that's yeah, yeah. more than $60. It's, I I think that is actually close move. to 70. Yeah, it is. It's <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I don't know move. why they do it and I've seen a lot of people complaining about it, but anyways, yeah. Clint, I, I don't know. I don't know. Clint also says, and do a Star Wars racer game instead. <laughs> oh, they did that a long yeah. time ago on Wasn't the that N64. The game? Yeah, I actually, that, I actually liked that. The arcade one. It was one. fun. Yeah. It was you guys would. <laughs> <laughs> so Emily writes in, and Emily, thank you again for supporting. She tweeted a picture out of her in her SBF VGS t shirt with the hotcakes. Hashtag Woo! Team Hotcakes. Yeah. So now. thank you again. <laughs> available now on cafepress.com slash sbfbgs but she says on star wars battlefront meh <laughs> she that was feels a great very response. very strongly about it ryan bleeds no longer ryan reads ryan bleeds oh, <laughs> it's his halloween name that's what it is yes uh he writes i played for a few rounds not long enough to have an informed opinion but first impression was that everything felt sluggish that's interesting. Hmm. Whoa, that is not my impression. Maybe because he's still young and has good reflexes. I was just like, oh, this is so fast. I can barely keep up <laughs> with my old yeah, reflexes. Um, so One Track Gamers, John, again, he writes, I wasn't feeling it, but I liked the single slash co-op mode, but the huh. 20 V20 was too much chaos. <laughs> it's war. It's supposed to be chaotic. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's war. War. It's war. Dateline 1955. War. War. So um, Fed Gamer writes, I had lots of fun with it, but it still needed someone. <laughs> it still needed someone to yell, get to the, get to the AT-80. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, that's, that's pretty great. That so, is an apt observation. Dope ST Soldier writes, uh drop zone was fun walker assault is a mess all in all it is. It's, it's just another online shooter might not get it um we can touch on that too pretty soon but um megan lopez who's that mike oh, she's this really this, awesome lady lady <laughs> oh, man. i mike's, think she might have a crush on you mike. Oh, yeah mike's so. wife writes in she says i have thoughts battlefront equals snoozy emoticon yeah <laughs> i put a lot of hours that, that weekend it was up and she, she did not appreciate it she was a trooper she allowed it to happen because she knew that weekend would come to an end <laughs> but uh yeah she was it was not her cup of tea did she even think it looked cool like was she impressed with the visuals or um, anything like that I don't know. She really tuned out right away. She was like, oh, you're just running wow. around shooting people. Is there a story? And I was like, no. <laughs> I mean. Mike Mike was just like, but check out the mocap on those polys. <laughs> and she was They're like, nah. rendered. They're all totally rendered. Um, my buddy Boldasaur, who I played some Star Wars with the other night, um, he says, graphics are great. Guns sound and feel great. I didn't like the camera control uh, feel of Starfighters um, and don't like jetpacks. Oh, man. I liked the jetpacks. I had a yeah, good I time. thought that I never unlocked them in all the other modes, but I had fun with them in co-op anyway. Yeah. So oh, they were very useful in the in, on Hoth because like Mike Mike was sharing some pro tips. He was like, yeah, as soon as someone starts tagging you and you're about to die, just blast out of there. Oh, like, oh that's a good clever. call because then you it gives you an extra few seconds to maybe take cover and rejuvenate your health a little bit. Randy writes, from what I was able to see, it's going to be a gloriously epic time. The Star Wars game we've been we've all been waiting for, mostly kinda. 
<laughs> mostly kind of, yeah. And, wow, that kind of devolved yeah. into something. <laughs> it's like high, high praise, some... and then just took a real <laughs> steep downturn. Yeah. It's the <laughs> best game I've ever played, kind of. Maybe. A little bit. Tom Titus Hughes, he writes, I liked it. Wish we could try more modes, but a full price game with no campaign and now a hefty season price has upset me. Oh boy. <laughs> Two exclamation oh boy. points. Oh man. Mm. Axio Magical writes, for 110, I better be able to do the Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can do that in uh, Destiny now, so that's fun. Yeah. All you gotta Cur- do is pay $5 and yeah, there you the, go. the Carlton. You know, I'd, there you go. I'd like to say this contributes to my argument of everyone playing Destiny just plays dress up the whole time, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wasn't there a Polygon story about that? Uh, it was like something, that some player stat, like, Destiny players have put like a bajillion hours into just playing dress up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, okay, I could defend that, but I won't right now. You can't. <laughs> Not possible. No, I sure okay. can, because... No. All right, here we go, here we no, go. No, no, you, no, no, you no. no. Yo, Chris, Chris McGarry writes, I say it was a really awesome, it was really Dang awesome, it. but I really wish there was at least another online map. Two was just really repetitive. I am O. Derek Wilkinson says, I really liked it, but $50 season pass on top of $60 multiplayer only game is excessive. Maps should be free. Whoa. Yeah. He's, maps, he's... maps cost money to develop though. <laughs> yeah. So do campaigns, but somehow that didn't work its way in. <laughs> So David Kern writes, agreed for that price, the content better be confirmed to be worth it. And why wouldn't that content be provided on release? That's a good question. Uh, Because they also take time to develop. Nope, they don't. They're always ready and they're they're already on the disc probably. No, that would be a huge scandal actually. (laughs) That actually, well, remember Resident Evil 5 DLC? It was on the disc. Yeah. And it was a huge scandal. (laughs) And you had to buy it to unlock it. Anyway, so our final one, Cinco Two Zero writes, outstanding graphics, matchmaking is superb, did not experience any bugs, need to see more story behind the missions. So. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get that. You're playing like random Joe people, aren't you? Well, you, like, there are those like kind of somewhat story missions. It's basically like here's a scenario: you're a rebel and you crash, and now there's waves of dudes you got to fight. And so it, you know, it's it's kind of a thin story over just like a little uh, scenario where you're gonna fight bots in. And but those were cool. My my kids actually really had a good time in there, and I um, I was actually really impressed. My daughter. She's six and she was holding her own against the stormtroopers because she's played enough Minecraft to like have the hang of the two sticks. <laughs> oh, you know? nice. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was pretty impressive because she was better at it than my wife was. <laughs> so, <laughs> my, wow. wife's, my wife's like looking at the sky and like, I can't see. <laughs> and she's like strafing, you know. <laughs> That's a beautifully rendered cloud. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now let's hop into a little topic. Now, this is not it's not the full topic, but this is a segment, we'll say. All right. A special segment. A special segment. Called Mike Talks Destiny. <laughs> okay. Uh, I could, I could right. do that. So, so, so we're going to ask Mike about Destiny, right? Yeah, you're going to ask Mike about Destiny. Now, for those who, of you who may not realize, Mike doesn't play Destiny, never has, never will. He doesn't know anything about it. But <laughs> David and Ashley or myself, we're going we're gonna to ask him questions and interview him about Destiny and what's going on there. So. Yeah, no, I like this. Uh, and Mike, <laughs> I actually do have a question for oh, you. Yeah, if you're please, ready. please go ahead. Okay. Um, what is the fastest way to get to light level 310 in Destiny? <laughs> That's a very specific question, David. Yeah, yeah. Way to so, all right. I, mean, I need some help. I'm pretty sure yeah. you need an E-meter and you're going to have to purge <laughs> all your Thetans or something like that. 
all I know is it costs a lot of money. That's that's yes, a, that's the, the rule of thumb here. Well, what is okay. the currency in Destiny? They're Elron Hubbard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't do better than that. That's that's gotta be what it is. <laughs> uh, Adam, do you have a question? Um, I would say, how do you beat a crota? Oh yeah, that's a good one. Oh, um, well, I'm pretty sure you have to stop by like the local space fashion shop and put the right boots on. <laughs> and you gotta make sure to call your buds to make sure you guys have like a matching or at least outfits that go together. Yes, because if course. you don't, he's just gonna be like, "Girl, please," and the, and you don't get into the club, and therefore you can't see the laser show. Well, you know, yeah, that does make a lot of sense considering people are now making Backstreet Boy music videos. Oh, yeah. Destiny, oh, so man. you have to coordinate. And now they have all these new dance animations. They're going to have even more of those oh, videos. Man. So that's great. I mean, we have live shows, smokes. Smoke that displays. video was really impressive, by the way. I, I, oh, I yes. know. I know it's really ridiculous, but I was like sitting there like, what? How did they do this? Okay, Mike, I have a question <laughs> okay, for you. Okay. Um, why are there so many jump puzzles in the newest raid? Why there's so many jump puzzles? I yeah, like why? Why did they? Why did Bungie put so many in there? Um, that's the equivalent of the story, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Very large leaps. Yeah. <laughs> oh, many many falls. Many many falls to experience the true depths of the story. Like, ba- <laughs> Basically, the the only thing I could equivalent the the Destiny story to would be like, oh, no. I guess like the nineteen seventy four Sean Connery film Zardoz. Zardoz. <laughs> as far as I haven't seen as far one. as I'm concerned, a giant stone face opens and guns pour out, and you guys go nuts <laughs> over it. <laughs> huh. uh, well, right. Sean Connery can make anything look cool. So he sure can I even know, even a red unitard and a braid. <laughs> unitard <laughs> is like <laughs> a very uh, I don't know. It's less than unitard. <laughs> it's Ooh. generous, isn't it? It's like a long scarf. Actually, <laughs> nice. I think I think that should go on Twitter later for sure. Yeah, no one, no one, yeah, no one will have any idea what that movie is until I post it on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, Zardoz. Yeah, Sean Connery is basically, he's got a mustache and a long braid and basically, yeah, a scarf slash loincloth. It's pretty crazy. So he's Uh, a fashionable Tarzan. Hey, Mike, I have have one more question for you. What's up? All right. What is the deal with that that giant white orb that is hovering above Earth that I guess they call the Traveler? What what is that? Um... In Destiny, so that that's the Traveler, as as you've already said. Okay. So you're halfway there. As okay, far yeah. as I understand, it's it is a mobile concert hall that travels planet to planet, playing sweet blues tunes. <laughs> <laughs> the Blues Traveler, yeah, I think that's what you're thinking. Well, it's, oh, the blues. it's the Blues Traveler, but like in the future, everything you know kind of gets condensed and <laughs> and like more efficient. So it's just the Traveler. That's what the cool kids call it. Does he play a really mean <laughs> that's the like slang. harmonica? Yeah. yeah, or like he has like little floating robots that put on like their light show and play little harmonicas. Or, I don't know. It's just he's gained all the weight back and then some. If you if you zoom in on the top, you see his tiny it's just, head. He's, and a, he's a small planetoid now, but. Oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> the blues traveler. Okay, so the blues traveler will one day save the universe, and we all know it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, With fashion. I think Mike has. Uh, <laughs> with, with fashion, fashion. <laughs> Mike has uh, explained destiny. I think. I think yeah. I nailed it. 
<laughs> All right. So, what was that sound? I don't know. I, I heard something, but I don't it know. Sounded it sounded like video game sounds from one of you guys. Okay. I got bored about talking Destiny. I was playing my video. <laughs> All right. So, Audible is offering the listeners of this podcast a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30 day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash SBFVGS and choose from over 180,000 audio programs. Download a title free, start listening. It's fun and easy and good to do. So, good to do. Yes, indeed. Our super guest friend Ashley recommends the audiobook of Reality is Broken by Jane McGonigal. So this oh book explains the science behind why games are good for us, why they make us happier, more creative, more resilient, and better able to lead others in world-changing efforts. I don't know if you knew this. I, I did not I did not realize <laughs> video games were helping me with these They things. are helping you be more awesome. And it's clearly wow. working for all of us. It's clearly oh, it's working. working for you too, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> so you can check that out on audibletrial.com slash SBFVGS. Yes, that's audibletrial.com slash SBFVGS. All right. Topics. Meat and potatoes. Yes, meat and or potatoes. For me, just meat because I don't really like potatoes. Meat and potatoes. Awesome, David. Yeah, you're foolish. Foolhardy. Foolhardy. I had some fries for with lunch today, and I didn't even finish them because they're potatoes, and I don't really like them that much. Oh my gosh! I know you're alienating. Versatile food. You can mash them. You can fry them. You can. Yeah, you are. You are alienating most of our listeners. Boil them. Stick them in a stew. (laughs) (laughs) To quote Samwise Gamgee. Um, All right, David, your topic. Yeah, I feel like I should start since we've already kind of touched on this a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so my question is, and I wrote this out long before we ever recorded the podcast, and I'm going to just go ahead and read it as is, but Mm -hmm. I've already mentioned a lot of this stuff. Okay, if you follow Mike and me on Twitter, you may have seen our little debate about Star Wars Battlefront. Mike thinks $60 is too much money for a game that only has a multiplayer mode. I, on the other hand, don't mind multiplayer-only games as long as they have enough content to keep me playing for a decent amount of time. Um, And don't even get Mike started on the $50 season pass. You're going to have to a little bit, otherwise it's going to be a really boring topic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so what do you guys think? Is $60 too much for a campaignless game, and is it possible to get $60 worth of fun out of a game with no story mode? Well... Mm. This mm. is not really a new thing because I don't know if anybody realizes it because it still technically has a single player campaign. But Call of Duty Wait, it does? is it well Call, oh, of, Duty oh, Call of Duty doesn't Duty. have a, a a fan base that is focused on the single player. Nobody is buying it for the single player. They're all buying it for the multiplayer experience. And they have had season passes for years that have been fifty dollars. And yeah, nobody really bats an eye so i guess it just depends on the type of player that you are like if that's what you play the most if you have a lot of friends that play online then that seems to be the smart buy for you but i mean personally i don't find myself gravitating to online games just because again i have a short attention span and multiplayer games just don't do it for me because i need story and characters to sort of keep me anchored in the worlds or what's happening um, so I think the only multiplayer games, strictly multiplayer games that I've ever bought were Destiny, I think, uh, Star Wars, The Old Republic, which was the Bioware 
um, game. And then, oh yeah, that's right. We played some of that before. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, and and that had a lot of story and characters in it, but it was mostly you know online. And then um, Guild Wars Two, I dabbled in for a little while. But yeah, it's just it's not really my thing. And and I've always found season passes to just be horrifying the price is just so <laughs> steep and i don't really i mean for the most part you don't really get that much in them i mean it's a map Woo! Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was that's a spooky just my map. opinion though <laughs> okay so it was a spooky map. i, I want to get i want to get mike started on this 50 dollars season pass <laughs> good <laughs> go for okay, it mike. so what do you think about this 50 dollars season pass mike <laughs> so here <laughs> So let me start off. I feel like I'm being misquoted a little bit here. Oh man, I, yeah, you were okay. swearing. You were swearing. I was a lot swearing more. so much because uh, <laughs> I was really upset. Um, I, so I don't think sixty dollars for an online game only is is unreasonable. I think there's lots of games that do that, and that's fine. Um, it's not really for me. Um, so what I like about games that have campaigns is like if I just decide like, I want to play the multiplayer, or if a year from now, I just get the itch to play Battlefront, but no, none of what I know is actually playing online anymore and, and they don't care about this game anymore. That's fine. I can still pop it in and there's a campaign for me to play through and have a good time. This is mm-hmm. like a very one note thing. It's like, this is what it does and it's always going to do until they shut those servers off. Um, and if your friends move on to other games or if they move on to other modes and maps through DLC that you don't want to pay for, well, then you don't get to play anymore. Um, and so that's why it's yeah. kind of not for me. And, and not to mention just like years later, you have fond memories of it. Like, I want to go back and play yeah, that. Too bad. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> Let me just go ahead and put this out there. Um, the original first two Star Wars Battlefront games, uh, right now, Battlefront two, um, which came out, well, how, I don't even know how long ago it was. It still has a very active community of people that play that game. That's wild. A lot. Because people love Star Wars, people love shooting people in Star Wars, <laughs> sure. and uh, and so those games are still pretty popular. I mean, you probably don't have any friends playing it, but yeah. you can hop online here's, into a server here's the, and play a, a few matches. Here's the downside with, of that: have a populated server. I don't know if yeah. you've ever jumped back into a game that's remained popular for a long time uh, after a really long gap, like Team Fortress Two or Counter Strike. It is not a fun game to jump into with people that have been playing it for like five years and you took a break. <laughs> it is yeah. probably the most unfun game you can play. Especially well, see, when it's I competitive. It's like I, I never stopped playing it. Beginning, all though. that's left is the competitors. Yeah, like I, I've been I playing this for 45 years. What uh, <laughs> Essentially what, what bothers me is, is saying, okay, we're, we're going to do $60 for this online only game. We don't have time for writers or stories or anything cool like that. Uh, but you know, that's not really enough to get you more maps. We need an additional $50 on top of your 60 to get you an even more robust experience. What are you getting $50? Uh, well, we'll tell you a little bit. We haven't really decided what's in that $50 yet, but you should definitely give us the $50 because you love Star Wars. <laughs> and yeah. those kind of packages, that, the same thing that happened with Batman where it was like, it's a $40 oh, DLC pack, man. whatever. What's in it? Oh, I don't know. We haven't really figured out all that yet, but just trust it's Batmobiles. It's going to be super cool. So give us a shot. We with Batgirl that's and, 30 minutes long. Yeah. Woo. And that, right. I just find <laughs> that, that was crazy. I find that kind of planning. Where, like we want you to buy our $60 game and pay us the additional $50 without really telling you what you're going to get for the extra $50. 
with no single player pan campaign to ever go back to. So $110 for a multiplayer only experience. And I just find that really gross. Like that just seems like yeah. awful to me. <laughs> Because I feel like the only way you get away with something like that is if you have a hardcore following, like the people who play Call of Duty every single year, or the people who just like Star Wars a whole lot. Okay, so let me let me take the devil's advocate position. Well, here. you don't actually have to because I have an opposite <laughs> opinion of Mike. But oh, okay. So <laughs> I want to say that this actually goes back to the the old game pricing debate. Okay, so should games actually be more expensive than they are now? Yes. Uh, so like. Based the answer on, is definitely yes. Yeah, based on like what we were paying for games in the 80s and 90s, when you account for inflation, games are actually way cheaper now. But, you know, game development is way more expensive than it was then. So it's it's this completely backwards thing where now we're spending... It's like we're making movies for $100 million, but we're still charging like 1980s ticket prices, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so it's, it's this backwards thing. And publishers <laughs> releasing these $50 season passes or doing microtransactions or uh, in-app purchases, whatever you want to call them... Um, they're basically essentially trying to raise the price of the game, but do it optionally. And so the, when I'm looking at it like that, I don't feel nearly as gross about it. Like yeah. I don't, I don't have to buy it. You know, I don't have no, to I, give them this extra money, but yeah. if I'm really into the game and I want to, I can totally Here's, do that. Or if I, even if I just want to support them and make right. sure they make a sequel, you Here's know, what makes that a little different. Like if you buy, and I'm not, this is not an argument against DLC. I don't, I don't have a problem with DLC. If you have a game that you like, some of my favorite games like last year were DLC uh, add-ons like um, Burial at Sea and uh, what was The Last of Us? Um, Left, behind. Left Behind. Yeah, Left Behind. I, I love DLC uh, when it's done, you know, in, in a really great way. My problem mm-hmm. here is that, yeah, yeah, it's optional. Here's the problem. All my friends that are Star Wars fans, if they buy this DLC, they're now going to be having these options to please other modes and other maps. And yeah, it's optional for me not to get those things, but it's not like, oh, you guys are playing those modes. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll go play the campaign for a while then. Like, no, no, no. If you want to play with your friends and your friends upgrade, you need to upgrade too, or you guys can't only, play the same content. Only if your friends are jerks and they're like, you know what, Mike, <laughs> I know you really want to play with us, but you know what? We're playing this exclusive exactly. room over here. <laughs> yeah. And plus the other thing, if you're if you buy the game and you're having a really good time, don't you think you might want more maps to play on eventually? I like, would, but I feel like I already paid you a bunch of money. Yeah, but but you got all the maps that you got, but maybe yeah. you want don't you want more now? Like it's like a mini sequel basically. Yeah, yeah, basically it's, I feel it's like a 1.5 mini, mini sequel for games that don't have stories in them is not the appropriate term. <laughs> well, well, okay, it's it's like I don't know, I don't know what other term like it's an expansion pass. It's it's yeah, a, so, you know would you feel better about it if it had a Call of Duty length campaign that's like four or like five six hours? Yeah, hundred percent. You know, like, nobody cares about that. It is really, you guys. I don't know. You guys say that. I'd like to pull numbers on that if I could, because like I, I feel like I know a lot of people that love the Call of Duty campaigns, especially like the Black Ops campaigns. You, you do. You know people that love it. <laughs> yeah. Really. Uh, hmm. well, I, I, mean, I think it definitely helps keep the longevity of the game because multiplayer that keeps people with the game um after they finish the campaign because the campaign is only so many hours long but i think with the the mysteries season passes like i mean with call of duty they they do have set maps that they usually do time and time again but it's usually like oh yeah invest fifty dollars we'll give you four map packs or five map packs but you don't know what they're going to be until 
they develop it later sure. and then you're just kind of surprised and and my feeling behind that is is okay so it's basically like a pre-order that you're putting your yeah. money into this thing that you're not sure how it's going to turn out but the problem is that with downloadable content normally you will not get your money back once you buy that code oh, yeah, and you not. use that code right. you're stuck with it so i mean yeah it, but here's another thing about most uh, season passes that I think a lot of people don't realize. You can still go buy the Batman Arkham Knight season pass right now if you want to. And now you know everything that's in it. <laughs> yeah, just so, wait if you're yeah, not, you, you can, know. Yeah, yeah. You can just wait yeah. and find out Make what all of the content is going to be. But most people are not like that. I'm, I am a confessed like person who has no patience when it comes to stuff that yeah. I... I'm excited for so I usually just jump in and think think about it. Later. So, <laughs> so like if the Batman Arkham Knight season pass was announced and the very first one that came out was really good, I probably would have bought it and, you know, you know, gotten all of those things. But because I waited and saw that the first one was not very good and not really worth it, I just decided not to get it and I feel fine not having that season pass. <laughs> and that's kind of the same approach I'm going to take to the Star Wars Battlefront because I'm almost definitely getting Star Wars Battlefront. Oh, yeah. Unless, Me too. Me too. Unless it has a terrible, right. terrible, terrible that's review. That's what I kind of felt like I'm, we should talk about like, <laughs> while we're in this. Yeah. Now, because I think this kind of informs your feelings about the upcoming DLC and things like that. So you yeah. guys seem like you uh, played you played the Battlefront uh, beta and you were like, yeah, I, I'm really having a good time. I think I'm going to buy this game. I'm probably going to get it, but I am not buying the season pass at least no. until maybe one, but I'm, I probably will wait for two day, day to come two, out to day see. two to buy it. Yeah, that sounds about right. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'll wait for two of the, two of the map packs to come out and yeah, see. I mean, if, if like, like one of the map packs, of if one of the map packs comes out and it's like Anakin and Padme's love lake, of course, <laughs> of course I'm going to buy They're the season pass. traveling down the gazebo oh and gosh. you're supposed to keep yeah. their gazebo afloat. There's just of sand everywhere. I, I, yeah, I really <laughs> hope he talks about how much he hates sand while we're playing that level. <laughs> You just want to shoot him in the face, but you can't. It's, it's awful. Oh man! Imagine, imagine one of those co-op levels where you just get to blast Gungans. <laughs> oh, oh man, that would, man that would be good. So, yeah, so I played a whole see, bunch of that beta over that weekend, and I yeah. feel pretty confident that I won't buy the game. Wait, why would you play it so much? Then? I because I, it was fun. I had a good time. I played through it. But if it's and you were fun, good, yeah, yeah, like this I'm wasn't confused. this isn't like a, like me being bad at the game. Like I thought I was going to be really bad at it, but I'm actually really good at that game. I I found that after I actually got buttons, I didn't, I didn't play on the Vita, and I yeah, when you had, had buttons, buttons, you were pretty good. It turns I only <laughs> ranked within like the top five scores every single match. Wow, so like I definitely did not. I was usually yeah, I, was, I was I was me way too. down. I figured out like the vehicle <laughs> combat was really good. I played. Uh, it wasn't until the very last day, but I finally got to play as uh, one of the heroes. Like, oh, yeah. like oh, I had never, nice. never gotten one of the hero icon things. And then like in one match, I got three of them in a row. So <laughs> I was for a really good length of time. I was, um, what's his face? Uh, Lukey, Lukey Skyraver, whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, Skyraver. Uh, I think, that's I think right. it's Luke Stark. I don't know. I, think that's <laughs> I know he's got like a black jumpsuit and a big green glow stick. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's a raver. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I felt like after playing it for a while though, it was like, okay, this is all it is, though. So this is fun. Well, that's maybe a third of well, what. Well, no, it that's is. all it is. Like it's gonna be different. It's <laughs> gonna be different maps. But you, what there's more. What modes you did in those too. two games is essentially what you're gonna do. No. Run around and shoot. There's more. There's modes not gonna than be that. a mode yeah. where I play through a campaign or a story. Like you. No, but there's gonna, gonna be a mode where you have people. to advance so, from one spot yeah, to the next spot to the next spot, which is basically what you did in the Hoth battle. <laughs> 
So there's yes, going to be a there'll King be, of the Hill mode more. and a Deathmatch mode. There's and more. No, Mike. there's not. There's there's more. But so, but listen, listen. Let's let's. I think we can wrap this up by saying. We're all going to buy it because it's Star Wars and it's the greatest forever. Yeah. That's that's, <laughs> that's what they're counting on. And uh, this is where I. This is where I'm. There's going to be no Anakin yeah. Skywalker, no Jar Jar. <laughs> this is where I'm happy. I, I'm not a Star me, Wars fan, me, so though, I can play it and be like, okay, that was interesting. I'm not going to pay six dollars for just this though. I totally felt that way. Like when I played the beta, the multiplayer beta for. Um, Oh gosh, what was that one with the the big monster? Oh, uh, evolve. Yeah. Oh, evolve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evolve. Yeah, yeah. I played evolve the beta, and I I really liked what I played. And after the beta was over, I was like, I'm good. I'm good. <sighs> like I've, you know, like sometimes you get a demo off a of PSN or, or or Xbox Live, and you're just like, you play the demo, and you're like, I'm cool with that. That yeah. was fine. <laughs> oh, I don't yeah, need to totally. buy this. So, I was the same way about evolve. By the way, I, yeah, I I, 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 totally I actually felt didn't that have a whole lot evolve. of fun with it. So yeah, yeah so. And then, but there, I think there was another one I did that with too, but yeah, it was just, but after playing this one, I was just like, oh, I am sold. And I don't know what the difference was. Maybe it's the Star Wars love because it was like, everything was so true to life. Everything was like, uh, the sounds and the music and just like, I, I nailed Star Wars. Oh, it it really does. Star Wars as anything has ever been Uh, other than the movies. You blast the stormtrooper and there's sparks and they look just like the ones in the old movies. Explosions look exactly like the old, (laughs) like optically composited sparks flying everywhere explosions from yeah. the 70s and 80s you know it's, it's and i amazing. love i love that it's a shooter i can run around and i can play it and it's not super gruesome so if the kids like want to play it they can it's totally fine yeah, you know so I, I i really i i really liked the game a lot but i'm i'm in but i'm totally with you david i'm not going to buy the dlc unless it's like something comes out and it's like it's maze balls and everyone needs it then it's like oh, <laughs> there's okay. 10 new maps in this first dlc drop <laughs> yeah. you know something like that and they're all unbelievable you know so <laughs> and you get a map and you get a map <laughs> <laughs> it's like the open Opera of video games, <laughs> and you get to shoot a Jar Jar, and you get to shoot a Jar Jar. <laughs> so, yeah. look under your seat for a new speeder. <laughs> Although I have to say that it was kind of unbalanced when I was playing like the Hoth oh, level. Yeah. Jeez, when the, you were the, the developers Empire, acknowledged that too. Yeah, oh, you, yeah, when you're playing as the Empire, you knew that you were going to win. You're no basically going to so, win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to touch on that really quickly. Uh, I won plenty of maps uh, or, or of the Hoth map as a rebel. Um, I, re- I won once. I, I won like a bunch of times. It basically what it came down to though is like who's on your team. The reason like that map is unbalanced work, right? is yeah, it, it's is not so much that the the map is unbalanced or anything, um, but I found that if you play as Empire or the Imperials or whatever on that side, all you have to do is run and shoot and you're good to go. But as yeah. rebels, you need to convince everyone on your team to like do the objectives. Yeah, you need to coordinate. But you yeah. can't. About the but you can't yeah. talk to anyone to tell them once they've jumped in. Like, hey, it's really, really important. You do the objectives, or we lose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, they basically what they need to do is give the empire objectives to to do also, so that so something to keep the both teams up have to coordinate. Or, you know. I yeah, don't they know. kind of they kind of did because at, at certain points it was like everyone protect the uh, the at at Imperial Walker. <laughs> yeah. Well, but then wasn't it also like you'd have to deactivate the the devices that the the rebels yeah, were trying? Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be your objective is to keep them deactivated. The problem is people since it's the beta and they, and they don't know what they're doing. They're not activating <laughs> those things in the first place, so you don't have to yeah, do that. Exactly. Yeah, so they're just like just, guarding just it and shooting forward. everybody who comes close. Yeah. Like, oh my but, god, we have an objective. <laughs> Basically, what Mike's saying is, if both teams ignore the object objective in that map, the empire basically, wins. Yeah. <laughs> so, basically, yeah. Basically, yeah. 
They just they just walk over everybody. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mike, your topic, good sir. Okay, so we touched a little bit on this during the uh, the one year anniversary podcast, where mm-hmm. uh, I kind of had to tell the public your your sad sad truth <laughs> <laughs> that Adam and David never beat Batman. Like they <laughs> they played through Arkham Knight. They put the time in to get through the story, and without and without spoiling things, when you finish the story mode. Batman walks out onto the roof of Gotham Station and it's, you know, you're supposed to go do more stuff. And they were just like, huh, uh-huh. good enough. Done. Turned it off. <laughs> I, I did more stuff. Which I, I don't understand stuff. at all. Not beat the game. Uh, I had sure already, I see, I had already done all the stuff that I cared to do by that Except point. Except beat the game. You didn't care to beat the game? <laughs> so check it out. I did everything in that game except for get all of Edward Nigma's trophies. And here's the problem. Uh, people like you, uh-huh. Mike, you are enabling <laughs> Edward Nigma's <laughs> mental anguish. So it's I feel like, he, here's how I know you didn't, here's by, how I know by you didn't beat the game. By doing all of his puzzles, listen yeah, to me, yeah, by right. doing all of his puzzles, you <laughs> oh are validating goodness. his claims that he's better than you. Look, I punched Ooh. him right in his mouth, so he knows that's not true. <laughs> um, he, he threw him in the jail. I sure did. And, but you, bo- you boosted up his geez. ego by doing all 150 of his it trophies first. It was way more first. than that. <laughs> it was it was like it was like 248 or something ridiculous. Oh, uh, and yes, I found every single one. But here's the thing: you're really selling me on this. You, <laughs> here's, here's the thing: you don't even have to do that to beat the game. Yes, no, you, you do. don't. There are two sure endings do. to that game. There is one ending that is if you complete six of the ten most wanted uh, missions on the map. You can do Nightfall Protocol. You just don't get like the little extra special ending after oh, the end. And I did that. I did that's, that, Mike. Yeah, that's the one that I got. After that, it was like, okay. hey, you want to get Riddler? And, and I'm like, nope. That I'm okay with. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Adam didn't even make it that far. Oh, Adam, you didn't do that? <laughs> I, Adam's you know, like, I'm I just going to YouTube it because I'm a terrible, <laughs> terrible Batman. <laughs> I do declare that the so, YouTube should have. <laughs> now I I don't remember if that was even available when I did it. I don't know if that was patched in later or what. Because like I did absolutely everything in the game. I had like ninety six percent except for the Riddler trophies. I did everything in the game, and then I beat the story. And then I was like, okay, I I guess that's it. You know, and I and then I hopped on YouTube. So maybe there was something else I could have done in the menu. It wasn't really explicit. Yeah, there is something in the menu. Yeah, if you open your story yeah. menu. So, there's a giant thing that says like nightfall protocol and it's written bigger than everything else on the screen. <laughs> I'm not sure yeah, how it has you would to have be flashing that. neon. It has to be flashing neon to call this. I guess Adam so. only notices things in neon. That's <laughs> yeah. what I remember. <laughs> and he, it's all that laser tag. So yeah. besides just embarrassing Adam really badly about not being able to beat Batman. Um, <laughs> I didn't push the button. You in the didn't menu. push the button. <laughs> that kind of got me thinking. Um, when, because I don't, I can't, I can't really think of any time I've done this. Uh, but when do you consider it okay to like stop playing the game, but go to YouTube to watch the ending? When mm, is that acceptable? Mm. I would probably say never, but I'm, I'm uh, the normal person here. I would say when you feel like you're done with a game and, but you still, you're kind of curious how it ends. Like I, cause where do you draw the line? Like on a piece of entertainment, you know, it's like, 
Dude, have you ever um, watched a movie and like 15 minutes in like i don't know if this is for me but like i'm real curious to see what happens at the end and just <laughs> no jump in right. no i have, curious. I, I have fair, done something similar anyway <laughs> no fair, there is a difference between a, a movie that's maybe an hour two hours to like a role-playing game uh-huh. that can be 60 to 100 hours to get the yeah. ending yeah one's way um, better that's, value that's where well, that's true. That's very true. I will not deny that. But I, I've run across people who, yeah, they uh, Final Fantasy or whatever the role playing game might be. They just don't have time, but they do want to see how it ends, so they'll look it up on the internet. I, like I that don't understand. The game is not me, but... the game's not going anywhere. I mean, there are some games that... that overstay their welcome that yeah. should have ended you know, half a game ago. Well, and that's, you know? that's like, true, I, and I've done that, but at that point, I'm just like, oh, okay, cool, I'm going to never play this again. It's design flaws, too, because I've played role-playing games specifically that do not have, like, a journal. So when you go back after not playing it for six months, you boot it up, you look at the screen, you're kind of fumbling around with the controls, and then you think to yourself, wait, what was I doing again? <laughs> what, <is this? laughs> wait, what am I doing? Like, and then you just, you're blanking and then that frustration just kind of manifests into this like huge thing and then you're just like, yep, I'm done. <laughs> I you know, am and done. I would say, I would say, Mike, your persona for Golden Story would be the perfect, <laughs> the perfect example no, of a time no, Adam. to YouTube the ending no. because you had to replay like 25 hours of that game wow. again and again and again just to I finally did. get the I ending. Did. And that was intense. I would have totally the, YouTube in that the, circumstance. That's the mentally healthy thing to do. Watching it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> perseverance. That's not. It teaches you perseverance. Yeah, that's not, that's that's that doesn't build any character. What do you? What kind of lesson are you teaching your son? <laughs> I typically don't use my like free time to try to build character in myself. You know, I'm, I'm usually I I need to just turn my brain off for a few uh, seconds guess, instead of. Uh, I guess that explains why I'm a better Batman than you. <laughs> yeah. So, and just back to Batman though. Batman is kind of unique and sort of obnoxious in that it puts the extended or true ending, quote unquote, after the side material is a hundred percent for the real Batman. You know, rather right? rather than <laughs> like after the story is completed, like most games. And and actually, a lot of people didn't I'm like that. I'm not sure if you've just, ever read it, David or and I watched a Batman movie. He's pretty thorough. <laughs> He's real <laughs> thorough, but I'm just saying, if if the real Batman had other things, other people to save, he's not going to go around looking. I'm for just trophies saying, I don't long. think you get to be the world's greatest detective by only collecting like 20 trophies out of 200. <laughs> and I'm just saying, I feel like the real Batman would not acknowledge Enigma's ridiculous challenges and not validate his claims that he's better than him. Yeah, yeah so. Because Batman mean, also is pretty good at, you know, he understands he's psychologically damaged and he doesn't want to create that same sort of damage to another. I don't know. Person. Batman loves creating a lot of damage. <laughs> <laughs> so, Breaking but Rocksteady, the, the way they did it with, you know, putting, you know, everything where you got 100%, it, it really, before you roll credits, it really made it to where. I mean, it, the the analogy I thought of earlier was it's like if the Lord of the Rings didn't allow you to read the real ending of the book until you read hundreds of pages of appendices at the end yeah. of Return oh of the King. Goodness, that and is then, such a good analogy. Then you finally get to the real, oh, that's what happens to Frodo and Sam, you know? <laughs> I was like, oh, you got to read through all these hundreds. Because I remember the first time I read that book, I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm going to read all this nonsense at the end. <laughs> yeah. I and skipped later, all the songs, too. The songs yeah. I skipped. Most, I'm like, oh, no, don't care, don't care, yeah, later, don't care. 
later I went back and read those appendices and they're actually really interesting Mm -hmm. when you're a big fan. But when you're just wanting to get to the end of the story and see how it turns out, that first read. The meat and potatoes, as it were. Yeah, exactly. You you don't want to necessarily just hop into uh, just all like dozens of chapters of appendices. So yeah, that's what I feel like uh, Rock City did with this. They're just like, oh, you don't want to know absolutely every last thing that we put in this uh, in this game? Well, you're not going to see See, I couldn't then. disagree with you more because I feel like somebody worked on that content and you were really rude to not view his art. <laughs> they, they probably stuck in the like an intern and, and that was there for the that summer intern on that. Every puzzle just as was much three weeks. For the work he did, David. Three weeks of work. <laughs> <laughs> nah. All right. So we are getting a little long in the tooth here. So let's do my topic and then we out. Oh. We out? That's how we say it on the street. Peace. Oh, wait, we you're on the out. street right now? <laughs> so, what? what? All right, so... the Ashley. As we... we <laughs> what? Sorry. She's going with lingo. it. She's going. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley's from the streets, y'all. Yeah. She's the from the streets. streets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, anyway... All right. So video game voice actors have authorized, as we kind of touched on earlier, the SAG-AFTRA union's national board to initiate a strike. Um, and that that basically just happened as, a t- as of this recording. It may actually be in full-blown strike by the time this episode comes out. Um, but anyway, it was a nearly unanimous vote. It's kind of interesting that yeah know, that's oh, very they only only needed 75 percent of the vote they got 95 percent plus and this kind of comes you know after failed negotiations earlier in the year that they were basically trying to um get some more residuals um it kind of how cartoon voice acting and uh movie and and tv uh works for them because a lot of those people kind of cross over between the industries and anyway so they've authorized a strike and so i have kind of a two-part question for you guys one is do you tend to side with the voice actors and the royalty issues they've brought up um do you think they deserve to be paid more and then two are you guys concerned about the impact this might have on game publishers and game devs, uh, both large and small, not to mention specific AAA games that are in development currently that could be negatively impacted by the strike? So what do you guys think? So I think there's like so, one important thing to clarify up front is that just in case you aren't understanding what the vote was for. So the vote gives the union the right to strike or to call a strike. Yes. They are not planning to strike at the moment. I mean, at least as right. of this oh. reporting. It's not like, oh, yeah. we're definitely going on strike. It's just that, hey, if negotiations break down again, you're authorizing us to to use a strike as an option. Yeah, it's a oh, big bargaining chip, and, but it is the precursor to basically every strike that ever of has course. happened. So. Well, because you do have to have you know approval before you just like, all right, we strike. Like, well, everyone has yeah. to okay that. <laughs> yeah. So on the one hand, so this is a very inside baseball uh, topic in general, but... Um, <clears throat> working in the media industry, I have a little bit of, I feel like I have a little bit of insight, mm, you know, to mm, like strike, uh, you know, how they <laughs> affect things. Um, not that it's ever affected me personally, but you know, I just, I just kind of understand. So like publishers uh, are basically, you know, like, um, what do you call them? Studios or not studios, distributors uh, in, in like movies and television mm-hmm. where, you know, they, they pay for the content and then you know they just you know they their contracts and everything that decide um, where like so okay let let me back up remember there was a big writer strike uh, for TV mm-hmm. like yeah uh, it, it uh, ruined it, five years uh, it ago ruined heroes 
Yeah. It ruined. I was going to touch on that. Yeah. Cause it was, it was late 2007, early 2008, lasted for three months. And it was actually responsible for like the untimely demise of a few promising sure. shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Lost, like got a season cut in half. Yeah. Um, a lot of really like cra- crazy stuff. Conan had no writers. So he would just wing shows like without any writing, which was crazy. <laughs> um, but uh, so, so the, the reason that this strike happened was because there's this new form of distribution uh, of content, which is the internet mm-hmm. and like almost no contracts uh, had like any decent residuals at all because all of the contracts were, uh, they threw in like maybe like a couple pennies from for internet stuff because it was like nothing at the time, and and publisher or not publishers I, I keep going into video game terms, um, distributors were not like willing to budge on like the those contracts, and so the strike happened and mm-hmm. they destroyed their industry for you know a year, and then eventually they got new contracts they got a little bit more money for sales on digital distribution. And isn't it a kind of a similar situation uh, with this new voice actors one? Like, isn't it something about internet sales or something? Am I I crazy about that? What it kind of comes down to is that um, unlike uh, TV shows, cartoons, commercials, anything else, um, when these actors come in and do voice work and motion cap for, for the video games, they get that one paycheck for that job. There are no residuals, no royalties. There's no nothing oh, there's down the road. No, and none at there's all. There's nothing. And Whoa. that's what happened with the Silent Hill collection. We talked about a couple episodes ago. Like there was this discrepancy with the original cast because they were remastering mm-hmm. it and they were still planning on using their performances, but not paying them for it. So, wow. right. And so, a, a and lot of what this boils down to is wanting to be treated like other actors are treated, and say. And, and I, I feel like the demands are not unreasonable. I haven't read like the whole thing, but like the kind of primary tenant it's falling under is like um, limiting stressful voice sessions to two hours, which does not seem mm-hmm. unreasonable. Yeah. yeah. And then two- like, we want you to, we Troy Baker, we want you to just tear your heart out in front of this mocap <laughs> camera for eight solid hours. Sing, <laughs> Troy they Baker. actually Sing. did that to him. Though. I know. Yeah. They actually Watch did Grounded. That to Troy it's such Baker. a good documentary. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, yep. And the other mm-hmm. half of it, well, I wouldn't say half, there's more to it besides this, is uh, these voice actors. Uh, actually, I don't like that term. I'm going to say actors because uh, that's what they are. Uh, but they act with their they voice. They do act with their voice, these, which these, no, they do, voice, they voice, do voice, voice, motion capture and too. Off-screen and do motion capture. I don't think it's a derogatory I, term. I, though, I don't either, know? but it seems weird to separate one group of actors from another group of actors. Like that seems weird. That's just my hang up, though. Let's, let's call them voice pretenders. Okay. <laughs> the pretend makers. <laughs> they're they're making pretend that they're the voice of the character. VPs, that, but like VPs. make pretenders. So that's a great that's a great description. One of the one of the articles that they're they're trying to negotiate is that if a game hits certain like sales milestones, that these actors would then get uh like reimbursed in some way, either through like a royalty or like uh, a bonus check of some kind. And sure. so they're asking yeah. to have like these these landmarks set. So if a game hits two million sales, forty million sales, six million sales, and caps at eight million sales, these actors would then get like, oh, here's a bonus check because this game just hit two million sales that you worked on. And mm-hmm. realistically, outside AAA and even within AAA, those numbers are not ridiculous. Like a lot of games, like Uncharted, for as amazing as it is um sells somewhere around like 
a million to three million copies like a game like it's not mm-hmm. selling 16 million copies very few games do that um so this would i'm really curious to see how four performs though oh yeah Just I, kind yeah of off topic, i, I, I you think know? this will be a, a much bigger market for them uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, but I feel like yeah, if a game, especially because they're reaching a bigger audience now, yeah. with yeah. the collection being out and people who have mm-hmm. never played the games are now playing it. But um, uh, I was just gonna say too. Um, shoot, um, I don't remember what I was gonna say now. <laughs> shoot, um, go ahead, Mike. I'll <laughs> no, think of what I was saying. Like, they want these landmark things, and I, I really don't think that's unreasonable, especially when you consider uh, the caliber of actor that you're getting uh, for all these games is, is phenomenal. But without any of these bumps or royalties, like why shouldn't they move into something besides video games? Video games can easily become the least paying job for them. If they go work on a cartoon mm-hmm. true. Uh, or something like that, maybe it pays less up front. I don't even know if that's true because I don't know what these guys all make. But they're going to make residuals on that for as long as that thing airs. And then when it goes, you know, potentially into um, uh, David, what's it called when things rerun? But syndicated, thank you. Um, you know, they get royalties again, like they can continue to make money off off of their work you can't do that in the video games the way they're set up now. So I don't yeah, think it's unreasonable. That's true. So on the one hand, yes, I definitely don't think that's unreasonable. But on the other hand, like Adam says in his question, um, you know, if they do strike, it could last a while, right? Sure. Yeah. So, so it's going to affect other people. It's going to affect developers. It's going to affect, you know, uh, everyone else working on the game that is not the actor. Yeah. Um, and I can guarantee you that nobody working on Uncharted 4 will get any residuals um, except for maybe the voice actors if this deal goes through. And it's exactly the point I was going to bring up. Like, so a one-time vocal performance also is arguably different than the continual support, patching, etc. Of, of a game that the rest of the studio will be doing for sometimes years after a release, you know? So, it, you know, certain studios are continuing to bug fix and release DLC, and they're doing all this work, right? And they're, I mean, arguably the voice actor, yeah, they're the star, quote-unquote, Um and, but I don't know if we're even quite there yet. Like I know, I know that Kevin Spacey like used his likeness for a Call of Duty game and stuff, and that was like a big like, oh yeah, it's got Kevin Spacey in it. But it's kind of weird looking, Kevin Spacey. Um, <laughs> his face distracts you know, me. Like Halo Five has business. extra attractive Nathan Fillion in it. <laughs> yeah, and so I so I mean, <laughs> we're we're getting closer, but still you buy the game based on the developer, not because of like the voice. Yeah. Actor. But you know, but, like people, yeah. people go to a Brad Pitt or Mel Gibson back in the day and anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh movie, you know, they would say, Oh yeah. You know, I, I love that Paul Giamatti. I'll go see one of his movies, you know, <laughs> but not like people aren't going, Oh, you know what? I don't know anything about this game. All I know is Troy Baker's in it and I'm playing it. You know, I was like, no, well, that's, we're not there. I might, I might do that. <laughs> Mike might, but nobody else is. I doing think that. Ashley's there's, trying to say she well, would too. <laughs> well, no, no, but there's there's special cases too. Like uh, the example that I was thinking of before, and I totally blanked was uh, Far Cry Three. Um, mm-hmm. Voss, the main villain, because there was another villain, but who cares about him? Um, <laughs> he was he was pretty much the face of Far Cry Three. He was yeah. in the marketing. That's he did true. the voice work. His his very own face was like Voss's face in the game. Um, mm-hmm. so he was really the selling point for the game. I mean, the Jason, the main character is his head is half buried in the stand on the, the main cover. You just see boss like <laughs> crashing over him with a gun. I mean, he, yeah. he is the game. And so, I mean, I, that's what really attracted me to the game in the first place. I've played plenty of first person shooters, but this guy was just off the wall nuts. 
but a lot of his dialogue was really yeah, he interesting. Was an amazing so, yeah. yeah, so I mean, there's there's cases like that where you, the actor puts so much of themselves into the yeah. role, um, and they use sure. so much of that person to keep duplicating it over and over again, or reach a certain milestone, and not have them being reimbursed for that. Feels like. I mean, no, I, yeah, I, I agree. And and I really feel like no, I, from Adam, what you're kind of bringing up is, um, you know, that nobody else on that on from, you know, the, the developers getting any residuals and people aren't necessarily well, the publisher, like after the game releases, we'll say, you know, the publisher continues to make all the money. So I, I definitely get that side of it. Like it would it makes sense for everyone who is involved to continue to get residuals, not just the yeah, voice it, actors. It, yeah. I guess that's my no, point. And a hundred percent. And I feel like. And, and I feel like maybe developers should be pushing for that, but that's not the voice actor's fault, you know, the, the different actor's fault. No, for that's true. Wanting those residuals. They just have better unions this than is true. Yeah, the if, rest if, of us. I, I don't know that, don't really I don't know that there are <laughs> unions, but yeah, I don't know that there is a union <laughs> yeah, at all yeah, there's for developers. No union. Yeah. And there's no union for her. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, relate this to my, my, uh, my career really quick. Um, so there's a TV show coming up, coming out soon that I worked Ooh. on. I'm going to go ahead and tell you what it's called. Famous money making tape, they call it. Jessica Jones coming out. That's uh, awesome. November, what is it? November 20th. I'm really Um, excited. It's the the evil, it's the evil girlfriend from Breaking Bad. (laughs) Yes, sure is. Well, she did die horrifically, so. (laughs) I worked on the visual effects for Jessica Jones, um, but there's no like union for me. Yeah. And I will not get any residuals from that show, but all of the actors in it will. True. And, you know, I'm not upset about that. I got paid and that's great. Um, And and so I'm not upset at all, but it is it is kind of weird that we don't have it's I don't know how this happened, but visual effects artists don't have like any pull at all. So like we'll probably never get residuals, but actors do. Yeah. And so I don't I don't know why that is, though. I mean, maybe it's just that we're by default we're like kind of behind the scenes people anyway so we don't like to like draw attention to us like say hey look we don't do this either you know yeah. like, I don't yeah know. <laughs> and i get i get that the nuts and bolts behind the scenes people are probably have steadier jobs than yeah, the voice true. actors yeah, I, and so you know. it's kind of a way of offsetting that yeah, too absolutely but at the same time you know it is it, it just i don't know i guess being uh, a technical person in my job and stuff and kind of seeing this like it's almost like i feel like the actors if the, if they get it you know i'm not saying they don't deserve it i they right, do right but I'm, I'm saying at the same time it, it does kind of chat my hide that it's it's like there is that divide where all the people who are probably working way more mm-hmm. on it are going to make less money than the guy who showed up and recorded yeah. like a few lines or phoned in some lines of destiny right. dialogue <laughs> and, and then i was thinking of somebody in particular <laughs> <laughs> a very Maybe. short and handsome man uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I totally get that, and, and that in a way is very is not fair. But that's not like that's not Jennifer Hale or like Troy Baker's fight to fight, you know. Um, sure. So yeah. I don't I don't think this particular deal kind of precludes anybody else from getting their own deals. Maybe developers should be fighting with publishers to get better, you know, uh, treatment and better pay for games down the road. Um, I I just don't think this has impact on that directly like that's up to those people to go after if they decide not to it do kinda, that it kind of does though because it this affects the economic like if they did strike back to that point you know if if they did strike it will 
dramatically affect the economics of the game making business because it's already very tenuous. You know, these studios are closing left and right. If their game didn't sell three, five million or whatever, then we closed them, you know, and it's like, man, that's it's kind of crazy how fragile some of these studios are. And so if these guys go on strike for three months, like the writers did back in, you know, 07, 08, then it's like, yeah, that could cost people their jobs. That could cost studios like indie developers um, who maybe had figured out how to they got this great voice actor but now that person has to strike and it's like oh man man." you know it's like that those guys don't have big publisher money to just like oh yeah that's fine we'll just keep our staff on you know and and we'll we'll work on multiplayer maps we'll just (laughs) tread water for a year konami route and just make pachinko machines (laughs) yeah and 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 again i I feel for those people i just feel like when it comes to your livelihood you can't always weigh the impact it has everybody else like if if tomorrow I decide to take a new job, is that going to impact everybody I work with right now? I work on a very small team, so it would have a dramatic impact. But should True. I just never then seek anything greater uh, for myself and my family because it impacts other people negatively? Like, well, at some point, I've got to do what's best for my family. And You sound like a dirty old well, American. There you go. <laughs> I might do something to announce. <laughs> and, and again, I, I, I think one of the important things in this is that we have a lot of these actors that are kind of across the industry they do video games, but they also do uh, like uh, some of them do movies and do cartoons and other things like yeah. that. And at the end of the day, it's starting to become more and more geared towards why am I getting, why am I bothering with video games? It's a single paycheck. I'll never make as much money doing this as I will working in TV. And there's a yeah, real you risk don't want games to start losing talent. Exactly. You don't want games to be like this gateway stepping stone to then finally getting the job that they wanted because the pay was better long right, term right. or something. Yeah. yeah we want to be true. able to continue to attract that top tier talent. So yeah, I'm I'm with you. They I, I hope they get it. I hope they get it quickly. I just hope there's not a strike that impacts like uh, you know, un- Last of yeah. Us Two or something. You know, mm, <laughs> on the flip side though, because it might mean like less Troy Baker, less Nolan North. Like, because a lot of people well, complain, no. oh, he's yeah, in everything. I cannot he's abide. in everything. God, like, and and now this will give people who really don't care about what's happening with the strike an opportunity yeah. to step up and maybe take on the roles that other people don't want because possibly yeah. 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 I don't know. naughty dog I don't know. naughty dog if you're listening i will be a scab <laughs> i will <laughs> totally yeah, really be quick. a scab can i can i just let you guys know something yes uh, most of these unions have a rule where if if someone is not signed up with the union and they do work while the union is striking basically they are banned from that union for life oh, so yeah. for, exa- oh. for example during the writer's strike if you went and wrote, like, you were like, hey, I'll write for your show, you would never be able to get into the Writer's Guild after that. And like, I, just want to be, help- I just want to be uncredited, please. No reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, right. And the reason you'd want to be in that guild is because they would help you get health insurance and help you get all these yeah. other, like, things. Well, just, so. yeah, you know, as far as my pay goes, I'll just take a free copy of the game, maybe a system. <laughs> <laughs> you can just, you know, throw that oh, my boy. way. I, I, will, I won't make a Can stink. you pay it's me fine. in Last of Us t-shirts? <laughs> <laughs> The limited ones uh, that are no longer available. Adam, <laughs> Giraffe one, specifically. Adam, why was this last topic? It's a downer. It is <laughs> not a good way to end the podcast. So, wee. yeah. So there you go. Wee. To sum it up. <laughs> to sum it up. Wee. <laughs> happy. Fun. Yay. Yay. It, it might games, not guys. happen, guys. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Yeah. Strike's probably not going to happen just for all the reasons we just said, though. You know, sure not. <laughs> yeah. they're still in negotiations. I doubt that it's going to yeah. happen because, I mean, as much money as these companies make, I don't think they can afford 
for this to happen. Yeah. So whatever true. demands that these people have, as long as they're reasonable, and, and like Mike said, I think a lot of the stuff that they're proposing isn't unreasonable. It's just, you know, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be looked into <laughs> further. So True. Also, I'm just throwing this out there, but it, Troy Baker, if you're listening to this episode, <laughs> we were totally on your side, man. Well, you should clearly come on the was. show. Yeah, you should come, come on the show, show sometime. <laughs> I would listen to him all night mm, me long. Me too. <laughs> all night long. If he does it in Joel's voice, I would so be. So we just creeped so him out. He's happy. probably never going to be on the show now. So. <laughs> no, that was intentional. It was a joke, obviously. Oh, right. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> it was a goof, guys. I could goof. be a voice actor. I, I just I do that so, so spontaneously. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. End of the show plugs for men and one woman. Woo! <laughs> Help support the show for zero dollars, if you'd like, by signing up for a free audiobook on audibletrial.com slash sbfvgs. You can get crazy and treat yourself to an sbfvgs t-shirt on cafepress.com slash sbfvgs. And again, special thanks to Eric Kruger for our epic podcast logo. Yeah. We, hey, we Adam, you. Have, you, have you gotten a look at these shirts yet? I, I'm, I think I'm going to get one. Oh, yeah. these cafepress.com <laughs> slash SBFVGS t-shirts? Yeah, I, th- well, I think pancakes. I might get a mug, too. I, I saw I there's a mug. I know. I, kind of, I, I want the mug, and I do want the, the hotcakes hoodie, honestly. <laughs> I will totally wear them around. Looking to burritos, though. Yeah. Burritos. Here's the thing. Yeah, we need burritos. Oh. This is weird. I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to go ahead and order the women's zip-up hoodie. Because it comes <laughs> in that charcoal gray. It looks, I like that look. It looks really so, good. I know. I'm kind of jealous of the ladies ho- right now. I hope you're ready for the zipper to be on the wrong side. <laughs> oh is, my what, gosh. Is, on, is on the back or something? No, no. So men's zippers are on the right side and women's zippers are on the left side, I believe. Is that oh, right? The wrong side. I don't that know. that I doesn't sound like a real as thing. As long as I can zip it up. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's a real thing. Because all girls are left-handed. I don't know if you guys knew that. That's oh, I am actually left-handed, so that, that makes sense to me. It makes sense we're, to we're, me. It's relevant to me. We're batting a thousand right now. See? Confirmed. All right. Confirmed. <laughs> all the ladies who have ever been on this podcast have been have been left-handed. So there you go. Me, woo. <laughs> all uh, right. I, I want to plug something really yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, I, I, t- I talked about Jessica it a second Jones. ago. But yeah, Jessica I worked Jones. on the uh, the upcoming Netflix Marvel show, Jessica Jones. Um, and, and that's why you're famous. No, I'm not. Will we see I'm your name famous. in the credits or no? There is a good chance that you will not. No. <laughs> no. He's lying, he guys. <laughs> He's lying. <laughs> they usually don't get. He uh, works at Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> they usually don't get. Enough, the logo from Burger Yeah, he writes King. their music. <laughs> They usually don't have a large enough allotment for credits to uh, like handle everyone who worked on the show. Mm. So they tend to prioritize like, you know, employees instead of freelancers. And I'm a freelancer. So dirty freelancer. So there's a good chance that my name won't appear in any of the credits. Maybe you could just like put a subtitle over it. David worked on this. Yeah, I could I could do that. I'll I'll just I'll (laughs) and I'll put them on YouTube or something. No, I'm just kidding. That'd be terrible. Do it. uh, Oh no, but you're gonna add it to your reel anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. I will add some stuff to my reel. Um, That's cool. So Jessica Jones debuts on Netflix at midnight on November twentieth, twenty fifteen. People. So. Oh my goodness! I'm excited. I'm excited to check it out for sure. There's a little plug for you. (laughs) Yeah. 
Now, if you do like this podcast, help us out and leave a, an iTunes review and tell the world about how wonderful this show is. So that Please. way, one day we'll all quit our jobs and we'll go weekly with this bad boy. <laughs> That'd be fun. Oh man! Well, I don't know if I'll quit my <laughs> okay, job, well, but I'll, yeah, I'll quit still go David weekly. Loves quit that garbage job. <laughs> we would do it. Yeah. <laughs> I All can right. build up a taste for potatoes, David. Yes. Potatoes. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at SBFVGS Podcast. I am Barry White, B-U-R-Y-W-I-T-E. Mike is Taco Douglas. David is David J. Tate. And Ashley is That Geeky Gal. Mm-hmm. PSN, same names except Mike, who is Taco underscore Douglas. Ashley, who is Up She Goes. Mm-hmm. And you can join the Super Best Friends video game sleepover PS4 community on there. Just find one of us, uh, Mike... David, myself, um, and look at our communities, and then you will see it there. You can join it just like so, and then we'll have fun and play games together. It'll be good. Um, and then, uh-huh. yeah, friend us on there. We'll play some games, and you can Mario also play. You can play games with the other Super the Rest friends by. out there. So that'll be good. And find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash sbfegs or follow the blog at sbfegspodcast.wordpress.com. And that's all the time we have for Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover episode 28. Thank you for listening. We'll be back every two weeks with more mandatory side missions on gaming. (laughs) (laughs) Hit us up on Twitter or Facebook with your questions, topics, or musings if you want to be part of the show. Goodbye, everybody. Well, what is the currency in Destiny? They're L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> <laughs>